Welcome to Category 5, Technology TV, episode number 455 for the 7th of June, 2016. It is so nice to have you here. Thanks for joining us tonight. My name is Robbie Ferguson. I'm your host. Please help me welcoming Kelsey Jensen. Yay! And over on the newsroom. Yeah, we freed her of the shelf, but we are on the TV screen. Jeff Weston over in the newsroom. Nice to see you. And uh, tonight, what is going on tonight? We've got a lot going on. Lots of exciting stuff. Yes. Kels, do you know? Well, we've got lots of fun stuff for the iPhone 6. I get so sick and tired of my phone's battery dying. Me too. So what are we going to do about it? we got to figure it out. We're going to extend your iPhone's battery life with a simple device. It's going to give you up to 50 hours of more battery time. That's pretty good. You'll want to stick around and find out more about that. Jeff Weston, over in the newsroom, what have you got coming up, my man? All right, here's what's coming up in the Category5.tv newsroom. Mark Zuckerberg's social media accounts were hacked, but only briefly. The number of TeamViewer users who have been compromised continues to rise, but TeamViewer maintains it's due to password reuse and weak passwords, not a breach in their system. The alarm on Mitsubishi's Outlander hybrid car can be turned off via security bugs in its onboard Wi-Fi. Airbus is showing off the world's first 3D-printed aircraft this week in Germany, and it's freaking awesome. Nice. And BlackBerry thought that Android would save their smartphone sales. Well, it would appear that they were wrong. They have, we have more coming up on that story in a little bit. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. You'll find our website at www.category5.tv. It is so great having you here. Thanks for supporting us this week. Hey, have you gone over to Patreon? It's patreon.com slash category5. Appreciate each and every one of you who have become patrons and are supporting the show. It is people like you that make this show possible for everyone to enjoy. And uh, we just want to thank you. Right off the bat, big seller on our uh, on our web store this week as well was the Raspberry Pi 3. Yes. We mentioned last week it was doing well. Jeff, we did a feature back on episode number 442, you remember? And uh, we talked about the RetroPie yes. software, how to get uh, the Raspberry Pi 3, turn it into an amazing gaming console with a ton of retro games. Yes. And that seems to have been uh, something that people are really digging. So if you're into retro gaming, that's something to check out. Uh, Jeff, we built you one. Yes, we did. How's it running? Oh, incredible. We got the upgrade for oh, yeah. the OS to fix the Bluetooth problem. Mm-hmm. So PS3 controllers wirelessly. Are you Works able to use more than one? Flawlessly. Yeah. Um, so far, I haven't had a chance to play it. You just haven't tried it? I just haven't tried it yet. Okay. Yeah. It's, I, I've been hogging all of the uh, pie time to myself. I see. And the kid's like, Daddy, can we play? I'm like, Shh, go clean your room. So, <laughs> Okay. Daddy's playing 007 right now. <laughs> I have, on ours, we've got uh, a single PS3 controller and a Xbox 360 wireless controller. Mm-hmm. So I got the USB dongle uh, off of Amazon for the Xbox controller. And it's actually a pretty decent well-built controller, so I like it. Um, and Becca and I have been playing head-to-head Tetris Plus nice. on PlayStation, and uh, that all runs on the RetroPie. So. Nice. Yeah. You can check it out. It's uh, cat5.tv slash pie to get your own Raspberry Pi, and of course, uh, you can find out more about RetroPie, the gaming system, which you can build yourself. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> which is Pretty well, cool. Just Get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Kelsey Jensen, which is pretty cool. Cat5.tv slash pie. It was episode 442 when Jeff and I uh, built that thing. So there's a, a great episode for you to check out if you're into retro gaming. And I think retro gaming is really on the comeback. I would think it's, so. It's like the ebb and flow of retro games. And we're in the middle of the flow, my friends. Well, bam. You know it because it's coming out. You, you, have you logged into uh, into Steam lately and yeah. see all the retro style yeah. games and the way that gaming has been influenced over the past five years by retro gaming? Yes. Look at Minecraft and Mindtest. Minecraft is huge and it looks like it was from my childhood as far as the graphics go, other than the, the ray elements from the sunshine, but the, the boxy graphics and everything, it's retro style. Oh, yeah. I'll give it that. We've got to take a really quick break, and uh, we're going to be back with more uh, about how we can save your battery on your iPhone. We're going to actually extend this thing up to 50 hours. Which is pretty impressive. It sure is. 
It sure is. So stick around. <laughs> Jeff Weston. Yeah, man. You're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? Oh, you're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. All right. I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? You need hosting. One of the things about a hosting account is you don't want to have limitations put on your website. It's true. How much hard drive space do you have? How many email accounts? How many domains can point to it? Well, we've got an amazing deal for you. For a very limited time, cat5.tv slash dreamhost. For just $5 and a bit of change per month, you are going to get unlimited website hosting, unlimited email accounts on that hosting uh, service. You are also going to receive a free domain name. Ooh. So your own .com. Nice. To put that amazing website that you've been working on it's on true. there. If you run, if you want to build a WordPress site, fine. Sign up. Cat5.tv slash dreamhost. Just don't put Panama Papers on it. Just don't do it. But hey, uh, it's a great deal, folks. Best deal you're going to find. $5 and change per month. Go to cat5.tv slash dreamhost. Welcome back. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm Robbie. And I'm Kelsey. Way over there. I'm Jeff Weston. Hey, Jeff. Hey. This is kind of neat, being in the TV. Well, you're in the TV. I'm in the TV. You're at a multi-million dollar studio desk. But I want to be in the TV. Instead, I'm just in the internet. He wants to be on the shelf. He asks for too much. (laughs) Well, listen. If I'm going to be an internet prima donna... I'm going to start demanding things. Jeff, you are an internet prima donna. <laughs> he just wants to be on the shelf. He wants to feel special. Only Kelsey gets the shelf. <laughs> Kelsey and Roku 2 and Micro Drone 3.0, <laughs> which is coming soon to the Drone Zone, our brand new show, which is launching this season here on the Category 5 TV network. And that's the kind of stuff that you support when you go over to Patreon. It's not just tech TV, but we've also got our other shows and the things that we're trying to build up. And uh, the Drone Zone is something I'm really excited about. As you know, we're, now we're into warmer weather. We've got some sunshine out there. It's time to get out there, Jeff, and fire up the drones yes. and uh, do some flying. We're going to be teaching you how to fly. We're going to be reviewing some of the hottest gear that is out right now. And uh, if you've ever checked out Micro Drone, they're pretty cool. Uh, they were like Indiegogo campaign city and they brought out the one the two and now the three it's got a gimbal accessory the world's smallest uh drone gimbal fits on a micro quad you definitely want to check it out and it's coming soon from category five how can you get it well a roku you can tune into our channel on roku and you'll be able to get all of our shows how else uh on our website www.category5.tv are you learning Yes, I'm learning. Learning? Where else can you? Uh, Live in the studio. Live in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you are on Cody, if you want to watch the show on Cody, you can actually go to cat... uh, No, not... Pardon me. It's github.com slash cat5tv. Then you're going to get our Cody channel. It's there. Look in the repositories. You'll see video.category5.tv, the plugin for Cody. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And YouTube. We're on YouTube. We're all over YouTube. We're everywhere. We're everywhere you are. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up just to say hi. <laughs> a little comment down there that says, we love you, Kelsey. Yay. Please send us a t-shirt. Well, we should find a way to Snapchat the show. That'd be- what would that entail? It'd be like stop just motion. Like, just just, just every five like, seconds, hey, just post one? And then this, and then the photos just disappear. It's kind of like after the show, how it goes through and saves a picture every 10 seconds. Yes. And then we use those for thumbnails, so we find the goofiest one. Ready for it? Yeah. That's Kay. probably the one. It's 10 seconds, well, except, Kelsey. Except we're on the... Yeah, but Jeff is there, too. Yeah. He's going to make a Looking like a too. Muppet. I do kind of look like... What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just doing the thing with your... Like, meep, meep. I'm just waiting for Beaker. you to meet. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Anyways, we probably should move on with our tech TV yes. show. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, Spider creates some excellent products for your mobile devices. We've got a few here to look at tonight. First of all, Spider spelt with a Y. S-P-Y-D-E-R. Check out some of their stuff at cat5.tv slash spider. 
So they make really excellent accessories for your mobile devices. For example, we've got the Life Shield screen protector. This is shatter resistant. It is antimicrobial. It is fantastic. It even enhances the screen. Whoa! The clarity of your screen becomes brighter and better. All right, that's one. Then we've got a battery case. Oh, don't even don't even yet. You're getting ahead of us. We've got a battery. Yeah, I know. We've got to take the case off. I know. <laughs> it's like, I want to try on the battery case. So imagine being able to stick a case on your phone that's going to give you an extra 50 hours of music. Got one. Love it. Gotta. All right. And we've got the spider power. This is, uh, what is it? The power shadow dock. And this is going to allow you to just set the phone in. And it's going to recharge not only the phone, but also the case, which gives you the extra 50 hours of battery life. It's pretty good. Let's do it. All right. Okay, so we've got an iPhone 6 here. These are compatible with uh, various devices. Please check out cat5.tv slash spider. So you've got, you're going to pull off this case. Oh, don't bust his case. No, it's fine. It's a two-piecer. What? (laughs) Just take off the whole thing in one piece. You're going to probably pour your pop on it. No, I'm not. Relax. (laughs) Okay, so this is the Life Shield screen protector. According to the box, this is what I've got to go by. Uh, as I mentioned, it's antimicrobial, but it is also impact resistant. It's tougher than tempered glass. This is better see. than... Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kelsey, your phone is dead. Uh, we're, gonna, uh, we're not going to smash it with a hammer. However, it does show that it, it is definitely stronger than your average screen protector. That's for sure. It's scratch resistant. And uh, you don't have to deal with the annoying bubbles because not only has it got the great applicator thing here, but it's also, it's much more solid. Yeah. All right. So let's give it a try. We've got a big, long instruction manual here. Uh, it's uh, Securiser le plateau en polyurethane. That's the plateau de polyurethane. Okay, well, maybe we should go to the... Flip it over? Yeah. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Secure the foam tray to a clean non-wood surface. Well, this is... Well, I, I only have wood. <laughs> I only have wood, folks. Literally. We are in trouble. Uh. We have failed at step one. <laughs> if you have a kitchen counter, then please remove these little stickers here. That's going to hold it down solidly to your counter. Okay, place your device in the foam tray. Now, of course, we... Yeah, dropping it already. I see a lot of fingerprints here. I wish that I had, uh, like, a, a static-free yeah, cloth. I, I have cloth. one in my car. Oh, well, we're not going to worry about it. <laughs> and I, you know what? I don't even have to install it. What I'll do is I'll just mention um, that... Uh, you know, this can be done. Yes. All right. So all we need to do, this is great. If you've ever been through this before, we don't really need to do it. If you've ever had to apply one of these, it can be tough to get it straight. The bubbles are a pain in the butt. Really, really hard to get. So you pop your phone into this special case that now places the screen in the exact correct place. So then you remove the stickers as per the pull here, place it down, and use this applicator to pull that along the phone, and that is going to ensure, follow the directions, uh, that's going to ensure that there are no bubbles, and it's perfectly installed, and then we've got our phone ready to go. Yes. All right, so that's as simple as that is. That is... The screen protector, it's called Life Shield. It's available at cat5.tv slash spider. And again, spider has a Y. Spider with a Y. Let's throw this over here. Yes. Boom. All right, next. Yeah. <laughs> next up, we've got the battery case. This one I'm excited about, Kels. Yes. Even without the dock, this is going to work for you. So the dock is a great accessory. I'm going to show you that in just a minute. Uh, this is going to give you uh, about, now they've done the tests, about 10 hours of web surfing in addition to your already existent iPhone yeah. battery. Okay. Pretty much double. Basically, basically twice as much yeah. battery space. Um, from a technical standpoint, this case has a 2750 milliamp hour battery built into it. Um, so that means you're probably looking about 15 hours of extra telephone time you need to talk on the phone, nothing like having your phone battery die. Uh, in the middle of an important call. Well, you're in the middle of an important call or you're just at the grocery store and you need to get stuff and you don't know what it is and you want to call home. And then the battery dies. It's always the case. 11 hours extra video time. If you want to watch videos, there you go. And as I mentioned, about 50 hours, if you can believe it, 50 hours extra 
uh, music time. So fantastic. Let's, let's break into this. The easiest upgrade for your I iOS device right here. I should be letting you do this. Here, yes. you rip into it. Okay. This is the person who has... I got it. it you right. did it? First try. First try. I know what you were going to say. She's going to spill pop on it. It's true. Okay, well, it's over there. The chat room's talking about it. As so. she goes like that, she <laughs> hits it, and it goes all over the server. You watch. Okay. So this looks like, Kels, is just a That's normal a, iPhone yeah. case, right? It's, it's not thick or very anything. Very small. Here's the original case that the phone had on it. This is just yeah. a protective case. Looks very similar as far as size yeah, goes. Yeah. A little bit longer a little bit thicker but not by much ever so slightly thicker yeah. not not really yeah. i don't know if you guys can see that at home really uh but that's about the difference yeah there you go so let's see how hard this is to install your phone okay this is the user oh you really don't need directions okay. for this do you well you never know all right you never know i would seriously laugh if she needed the instructions <laughs> She's going to break the phone in half and <laughs> then spill her pop. For it, then she's like, I need the instructions. Okay. I'm, I'm so going to break something. No, come on, Kels. Here, let's take a look. Okay. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just show you how this, how this is. So you look at the bottom of your phone. You look at the right there. See if I'm in focus. And that just sinks in there. Goes into the charge port of your phone and then snaps in there you have it it's as simple as that and now i've just extended the battery life of my phone exponentially now this phone is turned off right now it actually looks pretty good um, this again is an antimicrobial case so this is going to um it's going to reduce by about 99.99 percent the growth of bacteria people you, you use your phones in the bathroom folks so you want that uh antifungal Ew! Yeah! Now your case can protect you against fungus. Yay! As well, uh, it fungi. reduces... Yes, fungi. <laughs> I say that to my that kids all the time. I say, you know, I'm such a fungi. And they all roll their eyes. I'm yeah, sure. and they... Yeah. Dad humor. It's like... Dad humor. You have to. Yep, you have to. Uh, it inhibits the growth of bacteria, mold, mildew, and fungi uh, on the surface. It's water-resistant, it is dust-proof, and as we mentioned, it gives you a lot of extra battery life. There you have it. Nice little upgrade. On the base here, Kels, I see two ports. Yeah. Let's see if we can get into those. Maybe. I have no nails. Neither do I. This port here is your USB micro, so that's your standard uh, charge cable if you want to charge your phone oh, as so per normal. So that's just... No, that's not even an iPhone one. It's just a regular... Right. Oh. Yeah. So you've just converted your iPhone into USB micro? Yeah. Nice. Next, you'll be running Android, folks. <laughs> uh, and then it also works as a sync cable. So it's not just charging. It also syncs. But it charges not only the phone, but also the case. So the case becomes charged as well. It does have access to... Let's see. Can you get into that? Maybe. Maybe. Tried to, but we'll see. Uh. Oh, I got it, Kels. I got it. Did you? This is the first time. I guarantee you that the yeah, second no, time like, isn't going to be as hard. No. There. That's just access to your headphone jack. So, and then there I you guess go. you would plug, so you can plug your headphones in. in. So this bit is a uh, accessory that simply allows your headphones to plug in because there is a little bit of extra yeah. depth there. Um, so if your headphones don't fit in that hole, this will extend it for you because it's very, very thin. My headphones have a much wider jack. Yep. That's kind of a bonus. And then you can plug in your regular headphones. Your regular headphones. Yeah. There you go. Okay, next up, we've got the Power Shadow Dock, which requires no explanation, I don't think, Kels. So you just put those nubs back as they were. Yes. Here we go. Da, 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 da. So this is a USB accessory. Um, so of course you can plug this into the USB uh, output of your existing charger that you're using for your iPhone. That's going to work just perfectly. Uh, or you can plug it into your computer, your Mac, your Windows, or your Linux system. If you're on Mac or Windows, it's going to work to sync your iPhone. Not too sure how it works on Linux, as far as, but as standard sync. So I think that you need to have special software, maybe jailbreak or something for that. But, uh, but essentially, that's going to give you a docking port that is not just a charger, 
but also uh, sync if you plug it into the computer itself. Thanks. There you go. So it's called Spider. That's the name of the company, and these are the uh, the Power Shadow accessories available for various phones. So we're looking at an iPhone 6 tonight, uh, but that's just the one that we had on hand, and uh, they are available for a variety of different devices. So check it out, cat5.tv slash spider with a Y. Yeah. Spider. 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 <laughs> this is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. Did we just throw it? Because it's got... Oh, we didn't well, install that screen. No. Right. Okay. Don't forget your phone's over here. Yes, let's move on. Perfect. All right. I'll just clear the desk. Clear the desk so that we can have more room to wave our hands around. Just like that. Okay. So tonight, Kelsey, what's coming up? Do you we know? We've got lots of stuff. feel like... You, go ahead. We're going to install... While I'm over here, you can tell them. We're going to install Ubuntu Mate with L... LVM enabled. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what that means. Yes, please. <laughs> Kelsey has no clue, and Zero. she's demonstrating that. <laughs> a long time ago, we did a review uh, where we showed how to do the ultimate backup in Linux using hot copy. Well, that is long gone. Last week, I wanted to cover this. We ran out of time. Um, hot copy allowed us to do essentially what the name says, which is to do backups and copies of files while they're hot. So if you've got a virtual machine running, the VMDK file is in use. You can't back it up traditionally right. because you'd have to shut down the virtual machine and then back up the virtual machine. That does not work in a production environment. If you're working on servers and you've got some virtual machines running or you've got some files that are changing all the time, databases, for example, or email coming into the system, uh, it's not ideal to, to not be able to do backups without shutting it down. I've seen companies that shut off MySQL to be able to do a backup and then fire it back up again. So they're only down for a couple minutes, but they're down for a couple minutes. I'd rather do my backups in such a way that we're hot, we're on the fly, and we're able to do it uh, without having to shut anything down. So we're going to talk about LVM. It's the tool that is modern. So hot copy's dead. Now we're moving on to what's called logical volume management. And with that, which is uh, part of the Linux operating system, the kernel, you're going to be able to do just what I've explained and a lot more. So we're going to talk about that just after the news tonight. You want to stick around? Let's head over to the newsroom. Jeff Weston, how are wow. you? I'm good, and you? Good, man. Excellent. So, you, you want me to do the news? Mm, okay. All right. You had to pull my arm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's Tuesday, June 7th, 2016. Here are the stories we're covering this week. Mark Zuckerberg's social media accounts were hacked, but only briefly. The number of TeamViewer users who have been compromised continues to rise, but TeamViewer maintains it's due to password reuse and weak passwords, not a breach in their system. The alarm on Mitsubishi's Outlander hybrid car can be turned off via security bugs in its onboard Wi-Fi. Airbus is showing off the world's first 3D-printed aircraft this week in Germany. And BlackBerry thought Android would save their smartphone sales. Turns out they were wrong. Mm. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Now here's another great way you can support the shows you love from the Category5.tv network by shopping at GearBest. That's right, Jeff. Uh, Cat5.tv slash GearBest. It's an online store for the geek streak in you. Or the loved ones. Well, of course. I mean, especially your loved ones, right? Uh, because Cat5.tv slash GearBest, quite frankly, has all of the greatest tech gifts that you could ever hope for at rock-bottom prices. Do they have cell phones? You betcha. Cat5.tv slash GearBest has a wide assortment of unlocked Android cell phones and tablets. What about compu uh, consumer electronics? Those make a great gift. Absolutely. From high-tech watches to action cameras, headphones, even virtual reality headsets. Cat5.tv slash GearBest has you covered. They literally have it all, Jeff. Literally. Really? It's like a superstore right from the comfort of your own chair at your computer through the interweb. Yeah. I, there's no way they have it all. It's true. It's just a bunch of uh, random electronics. Test me. Um, what about clothes? Yep. Both men and women, fashionable apparel at rock bottom, super duper prices. Kind of like this. Well, look at this coat. What do you think? It's a slimming mock leather jacket. I love it. 
It's available for less than $30 plus free shipping at cap5.tv slash gear best. All right. You kind of got me there. Wow. Any other questions for me, Jeff? Uh, now that the winter has passed, flying season. Do they have any good deals on, say, drone copters? Oh, my goodness. Well, check this out. Dude, they have everything. Check out over 500 various drones. And not only that, they're available marked down by about 30 to up to 63% off the regular price. Love it. What's the website again? Well, you're going to find GearBest on our partners' pages for any of your favorite Category 5 TV shows like New Every Day, Category 5 Technology TV, The Pixel Shadow. Uh, But of course, if you want to shop absolutely right now and you want to go straight to the site, all you have to do is visit cat5.tv slash GearBest. See, that's easy. cat5.tv slash GearBest. That's right. Happy shopping. I'm Jeff Weston, and here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. He might run the world's biggest social networking site, but not even Mark Zuckerberg is immune to being hacked. The Facebook founder's accounts on sites including Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest appear to have been briefly compromised on Sunday. A hacker group called Our Mine, which had more than 40,000 Twitter followers, claimed responsibility. The group bragged about the alleged hacks in a tweet and invited Mr. Zuckerberg to contact them. Hey... At FinKD, we got access to your Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest. We're just testing your security. Please DM us. Some reports suggested that the 2012 hack of LinkedIn may have been responsible for the breach. Last month, it was reported that 117 million LinkedIn username and password combinations uh, that were stolen four years ago were being sold in the dark web for five bitcoins, which is worth about $2,300. The passwords were encoded, but in a form that appears to have been relatively easy to unravel. Kind of an interesting story, considering you're like literally the owner of the internet, basically. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I was shocked a little bit at the simplicity of the password that was used. So just to be clear, from this screenshot, this is Mark Zuckerberg's account that is tweeting this. Or LinkedIn, maybe. No, it would have been Twitter. Was this was Twitter. Yeah. And this was the password that was, that was used. I know that he doesn't really use Twitter, but, but it's still an official account. Yeah. I'm surprised with a guy like Zuckerberg, his password wasn't God. <laughs> as simple as that. As simple as that. But da da da. But doesn't it just show that even tech savvy, brilliant minds are stupid when it comes to passwords? That's okay. He'll just put a capital D we all now are. with a one at the end. Yes. And then it's all good. <laughs> He'll just reverse it. Add, <laughs> add, add. That's right. Just like Facebook. Add, <laughs> add, add. Oh, Isn't Facebook's <laughs> password security even tighter? Like, doesn't have to be eight characters, I think. And his password's yeah. only six. <laughs> there you have it. Mark, follow the rules, man. Follow We're the rules. all doing it. You should, too. Yes. Oh, well, speaking of weak passwords, letting hackers into people's accounts, it's been a tough couple of weeks for TeamViewer, which is a service that allows computer professionals and consumers to log in from their computers for, uh, from remote locations. For a little more than a month, a growing number of users have reported their accounts were accessed by criminals who use their highly privileged position to drain PayPal and bank accounts. Critics have speculated TeamViewer itself has fallen victim to a breach that's making the mass hacks possible. On Sunday, TeamViewer spokesman Axel Schmidt, that is a great name. That is like a gaming handle if I ever heard, I'm Axel Schmidt. That's great. Anyway. uh, Not that we digress, but we just stumbled upon an amazing name. So let's have a moment of silence. Uh, and back to, to the that news. Is password. There you go. <laughs> anyway. Nobody could spell Schmidt. That's right. <laughs> so actual Schmidt, uh, he acknowledged to ours that the number of takeovers was, in quotes, significant. But he continued to maintain that the compromises are the result of user passwords that were compromised through a cluster of recently exposed mega breaches involving more than 642 million passwords belonging to users of LinkedIn, Mindspace, and other services. Good way of throwing under MySpace? people under the bus. MySpace, yeah. There are users There's on MySpace? users on MySpace? It was the old MySpace accounts. It was the accounts, uh, I, I'm going to say it was like pre-2008. That's oh, okay. all MySpace accounts. Yeah. 
No, no, there's, there's MySpace died off like 2009, 2010. Yes, it did. Yeah. So there were still some new accounts created. Since then? Yeah, it's mostly banned stuff. Wow, Grandma and Grandpa, you're behind. Believe it or not, I checked out uh, MySpace two months ago to see yes. if it was still active. There's new accounts being set up all over the About place. About four years ago, I looked, and my 10-year-old profile was still up. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was I, pretty much musicians and those in the yes, adult exactly. industry that had, acts, uh, had accounts there. I fall into the musician category. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fall into either. I never had a MySpace. That's because you're so young. <laughs> you would have been like four. MySpace <laughs> to her is about as old as like He-Man. Wow. Mine was uh, soul cleansed. My MySpace yeah. account was soul cleansed. Soul so cleansed. before my wife and I got married. And wow. we now have three kids. We have uh, our daughter is turning 11 this weekend. That's so crazy. just to put it into perspective how old MySpace is to me. Wow, that's how old Soul Cleanse is. Man, I remember, I remember oh, yeah. playing your songs on the radio. You played my songs on the radio. I did. We hit number one a couple times. You did. I know. Yeah. Soulcleanse.com. Download the CD for free. <laughs> is it still active? It's still there. That's amazing. <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> I think it was built for a 640 by 480 display. That's amazing. It's like a little square in the middle of the website. That's <laughs> awesome. Who needs I had, Go to soulcleanse.com. I, I had hair, Jeff. <laughs> you did. I did. Yeah. Even up here. Wow. That's amazing. I was going to join you guys, too. Ama you did. On yeah. one of the songs. That's right. Where Did You Go? I forgot about Download that. Download the CD, look for the song called there Where you go. Did You Go. I fit in the musician category. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Open a MySpace account. that in your one bedroom. That was awesome. <laughs> Our yeah. studio, your Jeff. Your studio. Our studio. Yeah, it's somebody else's bedroom now. Before I had kids, yes. it was a studio. <laughs> All right. Yes. Back to whatever the news uh, was. Oh, yeah. We oh, oh right. I'm sorry. I got distracted with MySpace. <laughs> I, was, I didn't even know. I, I didn't know I was here. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. So anyway, going back to that story that we were talking about with the people that do the things, the vast majority of the cases that we see have to do with, uh, there was a oh, lot yeah. of data breach. What? What? Still talking about the data breaches. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, wow. We're not on to cars yet. Uh. You did say it was going to be the best news ever. <laughs> This is like a train wreck. Everybody watch and listen. Okay. Uh, where was I? Whenever they were, uh, were pointed to the potential team viewer account abuses, we check internally to determine to see, uh, to see what there is. And in virtually every case, we see that the passwords and account credentials have been used elsewhere. In an interview with ours, Technica Schmidt said, another factor that plays a significant role is that people aren't using very strong passwords, like da, 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 Zuckerberg. They use the name of a spouse or a kid or a pet or simply baby names, da, 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 that simply do not have strong enough security measures in place like uh, uh, anti-malware, antivirus, and the type of thing that belongs on those everyday computers. Uh, another thing that we would recommend, apart from selecting a very strong password, unlike da, 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 is to use uh, password managers because that's uh, the only way that uh, you're going to get something that's nice and strong. It remembers one password. It can store all of them quite safely. Okay, Mitsubishi Outlander is the latest in the series of cars that have been found wanting when it comes to security. The alarm system can be turned off by way of security bugs on its onboard Wi-Fi. This comes at about, um, about as an app is available to vehicle owners to allow them to control some of the smart features of the car, such as the alarm. But a security team has confirmed that the very system that the app connects to its uh, is insecure and it's easy to inject commands into the vehicle's operating system. The loophole could mean thieves who exploit the bugs gain time to break in and steal a vehicle. The vulnerability can also be used to fiddle with some of the car's settings and drain its battery. Mitsubishi recommended that users turn off the Wi-Fi while it investigates the issues with the system. Wi-Fi in a car is something I don't think I ever would have said growing up. A, hmm. I didn't know what Wi-Fi was, but B, the fact that you can have Wi-Fi in a car, I love how fast technology is advancing. Well, you used to have car phones. I know. We also used to have the Zach Morris phone. Oh, yes. And, and Kelsey's going, who's Zach Morris? <laughs> I oh, am. Kelsey. Re Get out. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was born after 95, so. Oh, I weep for our future generations. <laughs> What is wrong here, folks? Uh, I, yeah. You know what? I just want to take my mic off, quit the news, and walk yes. out of here. 
This is sad. It took Saved by the Bell to make him this upset, folks. Oh, millennials. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, all right. We should probably Dwarfed get back to the by news. huge jets all around. <laughs> the mini plane oh. Thor was nonetheless. Oh, sorry. I'm, I meant it's, uh, it, we meant to look at that screenshot. There you go. What's, Isn't that unreal? Alarm, alarm off. Yeah. off. <laughs> that's Just it? That's all it takes? Yeah, that's all it takes. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, so Thor, uh, not the Norse god, but uh, we're talking about a very small Airbus Marvel, which is the world's first 3D printed aircraft. This thing is freaking awesome. Windowless, weighing in at just 46 pounds and measuring less than four meters long, the drone Thor, short for test of high-tech ob- objects in reality, resembles a large white model airplane. Yet to the European airspace giant Airbus, the small pilotless propeller aircraft is a pioneer that offers a taste of things to come. An aviation future with 3D printing technology that promises to save money, fuel, and time. Detlev Konogorsky, I hope, who was in charge of developing Thor for Airbus, said this is the test of what's possible with 3D printing technology. We want to see if we can speed up the development process by using 3D printing not just for individual parts, but for the entire system. In Thor, the only parts that are not printed from a substance called polymade are the electrical components. The chief engineer, Gunnar Haas, said the planes flies beautifully and it's very stable. I love this story. We just had um, the 3D printing episode a few weeks ago with our, our interview. Um, I forget the guy's name. Uh, that was John Hornick. John Hornick, that's yeah. right. Uh, so many cool things in his book and the fact that like we've got 3D printed planes. I love it. It's amazing. It's amazing how technology has changed. Imagine what could be done if the materials were available on another planet. It, yeah. Like if you can build a plane and all you need to bring is the component, like the basically the, the poly. Yep. Exactly. Nice. So cool. All right. BlackBerry is reportedly having some issues in its transition to Android. A report from CNET quotes a high-level executive at AT&T as saying the BlackBerry Priv is really struggling. Both companies expected to see demand for an Android phone with a physical keyboard, but that demand never materialized. BlackBerry apparently has a problem appealing to the general public with a report that says that most of the buyers were BlackBerry loyalists. Those diehard BlackBerry users struggled to adapt to Android, which the executive uh, says led to higher returns. BlackBerry's Q4 results came out in April, and they show lagging performance as well. The company sold 600,000 handsets for the quarter, which was short of Wall Street's expected 850,000 units. BlackBerry's own CEO, CEO, John Chen, has called out sales of the Priv as critical, saying the company was thinking of getting out of the hardware market. He's also said that the company still had two more mid-range Android phones in the works, which would come in somewhere around the $400 price point. You know, I used to be a diehard BlackBerry individual. Then I got out and went to Apple. And then I got out of Apple and I fell in love with Android phones. So the fact that they're just trying to bridge that gap and cut out Apple, I love. But it is a bit of a transition. I think it comes down to people love that tactile keyboard. Mm -hmm. Personally, I don't. I find it kind of annoying, especially because I like to turn the phone sideways and the it's a vertical keyboard. But um, what's happening is people who are used to um, the BlackBerry OS switching over to Android like that, they've got, sure, they've got the keyboard, but the operating system's different. Right. So the, the learn, you know, they think, oh, it's going to be easy because it's, it's BlackBerry and it's got the keyboard. Well, it's a completely different OS. Yes. It's not what you're used to. And that's why returns are high. Yeah. Those two worlds can't really mix. I loved having the keyboard with my BlackBerry, yeah. but that's because I could drive with one hand, type out an email, and using muscle memory. Dude, you're not supposed to. That's this is before the hands illegal. free laws. This is like 10 years before ago the hands free laws. It wasn't dangerous. Well, they Dude, didn't I was say pro. it was dangerous. I was pro. Let me tell you. Still my dangerous. best emails were written from the road. People like, when did you write this? I'm like, on my way to work. Like a boss. Mic drop. Just like that. Now that I've got a screen, I just... Not cool. It's all garbly gook. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. That's it. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Ten and Both hands. Ten Arms and, and legs inside at all times. 
There you go. That's <laughs> probably good advice 3. as well. Right. Big thanks advice. this week to Roy W. Nash and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story that you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Jeff Weston. Thanks, Jeff. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Kelsey Jensen. Hiya, Kelsey. Hi. All right. We talked a little bit earlier about LVM, what it means uh, from a Linux perspective. Right. It's not a file system. Don't get me wrong. We're still going to go with EXT3, EXT4, whatever you want to use. It's basically uh, it's volume management. It's the way your system interprets your hard drives. Um, so where you know, you've got a hard drive in slash dev slash SDA, well, that is now going to become something different because we're going to create logical volumes. Makes no sense, right? I'm going to tell you what the main advantages to me of LVM are. First of all, if you ever have run out of space on your Linux computer, it's an opportunity for you to be able to add more space without having to rebuild your system. So let's say you've got your home folder, you've got a whole bunch of stuff in there, you've got a whole bunch of your music and videos and all that, and you run out of space. Well, traditionally what you would have to do is install another hard drive, move the files over to that hard drive, hope it doesn't fail in the process, and then... Uh, change your home folder to be that new hard drive. Well, with LVM, instead, you can just simply add another hard drive and then expand your volume group to include that hard drive and then uh, expand your, uh, your actual logical volume, so the hard drive space itself. So it, it's not a RAID, uh, but it, is, it sort of sounds a little bit like that, where you can throw another hard drive in it. It doesn't have to match. If I put another two, two terabyte hard drive into it, it gives me two terabytes of extra space if I add that to the logical volume. So all that to say makes it easy peasy to add more space to your volume because uh, you don't have to, you don't even have to really shut it down. You can just do it on the fly and add more space. Easy breezy. What else can we do? Uh, you can deprecate old media. If you've got failing media, for example, you've got, or maybe an older hard drive that's smaller. I've got a couple of 450 gigs in servers that also have two terabyte drives. So, you know, to pull those drives out, put in a new drive, and just transfer the data over is easy breezy with, uh, with LVM. And the big thing for me is snapshot backups. Being able to take snapshots of the operating system as it's running, with everything running, not having to shut anything down, so we're talking server daemons, we're talking virtual machines, all those things can continue to run, and then we can take a virtual snapshot of the hard drive uh, or the volume. So this is the logical volume. So that I say hard drive, it could be spanned over five hard drives if, if that's how you have your volume group set up. So we're going to take a snapshot of that volume and then we're going to be able to copy it to other media. We're going to be able to back it up online. We're going to be able to back it up to a server or however we do our backups, but we don't have to shut anything down. So a virtual machine, for example, can continue to run as normal, you can continue to use it. It can be, if it's a server environment, maybe it's running Apache or something like that and all your, your databasing and things. So it can continue to run and still operate as normal, but the snapshot is a moment in time. So your backup is uh, persistent. So as things are changing in the virtual machine, it's not affecting the snapshot. We back up the snapshot, then we remove the snapshot, and your backup is a perfect image of that point in time. Fantastic for backups. It starts, though, with the installation of Linux. Now, there are two ways to establish a volume group, which is to basically add LVM to your Linux machine. First way is, of course, to install your operating system as uh, right from the installation to install with LVM. So that will automatically partition during the partitioning process of the installer and, uh, and set up LVM for you. So it's nice and easy and you don't have to figure things out. That's the first version and that's what we're gonna learn tonight. Uh, and then the next way is on an existing running operating system, you can add an LVM uh, logical volume management group to, uh, to that existing system. Whether you add another hard drive or simply shrink down a partition and then add a partition which is a Linux LVM, either one of those will work. We're going to also look at those through the course of the series, and uh, then we're going to be looking at LVM snapshot backups and all of that kind of stuff. First of all, though, Kels, it starts with 
installing Linux. Right. We did that. Yeah. You've I done did, that. I did that. You that did that. <laughs> but this time we're going to do a little, pardon me, a little bit differently. Here we've got Ubuntu Mate, and we are about to install it. So we've booted up from the media, and we're going to go install Ubuntu Mate. It's going to take us through a real quick process of asking us a couple of questions. First of all, do we want to download updates while we install? Do we want to install third-party software? Let's say yes to both of those. It's going to save us some time post-installation. Continue. And we just wait for the media to load it. It's not uh, an overly time-consuming process here, but let's get there. I hate uh, Jeff. We came from radio, and so I hate dead air. I know. I, it's like we're waiting for the install to proceed to the next step. As soon as dead you, air. As soon as you're like, oh, we're just gonna wait for that. I'm like, quickly looking at the chat room, going, please be. There's a question somewhere that we can <laughs> answer. <laughs> we got to we got to switch modes. We got to talk about something. Talk about it. Bobby, so, you, how about those days? I was just talking to my wife about this today. Yeah. I was like, you know, when you're in the middle of doing a bit and all of a sudden the computer freezes and you got to go to your den and disk and pull out your yeah. backups. And it's all. like, okay, another PSA. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> such and such church is having a garage sale this weekend. That's right. Oh, yeah. man. That's how it the went. The stuff we did on the fly. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Jeff, it's ready for us, though. Uh, that's all it took. That's amazing. All that we need was the a HyperX SSD drive and it, like that. Oh, it would have been so much faster <laughs> on a Kingston HyperX. Yeah. All right. So here we go. This is the next step. Installation type. Erase disk and install Ubuntu Mate. That is destructive. Keep that in mind. Now we've got encryption if we want that. Or, and or, use LVM with the new Ubuntu Mate installation. That is the step that is going to, of course, set up logical volume management. It allows taking snapshots and easier partition resizing. That's a really brief in, uh, in, uh, description that does not tell us verbosely whatsoever the power of LVMs. But that's all there is to it. So now we just proceed with the installation and that's going to uh, begin partitioning the system. So make sure you do check off use LVM with the new Ubuntu Mate installation. Ubuntu Mate, of course, you can get that at ubuntu-mate.org. Is it org? It is org, I isn't it? No clue. <laughs> Why are you asking me? Because you have a computer in front of you. Well, yeah, but... She's a millennial. You have to tell her what you need to do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because you're the co-host of the broadcast. Because I don't want to have to do everything. Mate dot... And it's spelled mate. Try dot org. Org. See if I was right. Yes. There. See? It wasn't hard. <laughs> Validation at its finest. Yep. There you have it. There you have it. So once the installation of Ubuntu Mate, that's a free operating system, it's Linux, uh, once it's finished installing for you, we're going to boot it up. Here it comes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm getting a new computer. It should arrive tomorrow. I can't wait to put this on it. Are you putting Ubuntu Mate on it? Yeah, man. I'm tempted to throw Ubuntu Mate at everything. Every piece of hardware I have is getting a Kingston SSD and a Ubuntu Mate install. Perfect. I'll take a Kingston SSD in my phone. <laughs> that I can't do. Oh, but you said everything. Uh, does it have <laughs> USB? We could use an external chassis. Oh, uh, foiled. Yes, it has USB. It's ready for us. Look at that. Okay, so let's Hello. jump into our terminal. Uh, that is under System Tools, under Applications, Mate Terminal. And here at the Mate terminal, let's do a couple of little queries here. So now, keep in mind, of course, I just did the install. Of course, we sped things up by, I already pre-installed it, so I rebooted the system, and here we are uh, at the distro. Because uh, this is a live show, we don't want to have to wait for an install again. We've already been through that. Uh, so now that I've booted it up, I have LVM active on this Ubuntu Mate installation. So let's take a look at how we can determine or confirm that, if you will. So if I type sudo, and uh, there are a couple of commands that are going to help us. First of all, we want to look at our volume group. So it's a VG volume group display. And when we type that, oh, it didn't even ask me for my password. Nice. Uh, you'll see that my first volume group, 
the only volume group because this was just automatically deployed um, is called Ubuntu-Mate-VG for volume group. That's just the name that they gave it uh, during the installation process. When we create our own volume group, we can call it whatever we want. Um, the format and so on, it has some information about it. Primarily, the uh, main thing that we want to know is uh, that it is 39.52 gigabytes and we can look even closer by actually looking at the hard drive. So if we go fdisk, uh, pardon me, sudo fdisk, and slash dev slash sda in this case. And once I'm in fdisk, I can press P for print and hit enter. And that is going to show me that I have, there's a 39.5 gig uh, Linux LVM partition inside of this extended partition. So that's taking up basically the end of the uh, the drive, almost all of it. There are 487 megabytes uh, dedicated to the bootloader. So we can get out of uh, out of that, clear the screen, and now we want to look at the, uh, well, there are a couple of different commands here. Let's try LV for logical volume scan, and LV scan is going to show us a list of the active and inactive volumes uh, within our logical group. So we can see that it created root and swap one. We're going to look closer at those, but notice that we're not looking at dev slash sda5. We're actually looking at dev slash ubuntu-mate-vg slash swap1. That's our swap partition, and it's about a gigabyte. Uh, and then we've got slash root, and that is our main file system, I suppose, 38.49 gigabytes already set up for us. Now let's look at uh, the volume groups a little closer, sudo lvdisplay, there we go, and this gives us more details, much more verbose about those logical volumes, so we've got the path to each volume, as we already previously saw here, notice that that matches, but then we've got a lot more information, so what volume group is it a part of? because you can have multiple volume groups. We've got a UUID if you want to add it to FSTAB, for example, if this is something that you're adding after the fact. Uh, that's handy. It has read-write access. It's got some more information about it, and it is 38.49 gigs. This is the logical volume. So think of that as a partition uh, to put it into perspective that we're familiar with. So SDA is a hard drive. We know that. Well, comparatively... Um, Ubuntu-Mate-VG is our volume group, so that's our group of hard drives, but it basically is tit-for-tat similar in the way that we think about it. Uh, because then on the SDA, we would create a partition, and that would be SDA1, SDA2, SDA5. Similarly, we create logical volumes on our volume group called Ubuntu-Mate-VG. So now those volumes become named in this case root and there's another logical volume called swap one which is uh, most likely the swap partition for our computer so now uh, i suppose i should be able to sudo fdisk dev and our volume is located at ubuntu-mate-vg I'm going to cheat. <laughs> so you see, it's just like uh, it's just like dev assignments. We can go Be careful, folks. We don't want to mess around with it, but that is basically uh well, let's look. Shows as a DOS volume. There you have it. So we have our volumes all set up, LV display, ready to go. The thing that we notice, though, is if we add these two uh, logical volumes up, 38.49 gigs and another gig, so basically 40 gigs, and then we look at our volume group, uh, VG display, you'll notice that uh, it is actually going to be using, well, we, we have 9 megs free on our entire uh, our entire volume. So there is no, there's no space to do anything else. 
So if we want to do things like snapshots or anything like that, we need to have more space. We're going to explain how that works on next week's show. Uh, but uh, that at least gets us to the point where we now have logical volumes up and running on Ubuntu Mate. That's from an out-of-the-box installation. So we've done a clean install, and it's, uh, it's ready to go. However, uh, there are opportunities for you to be able to add it to an existing Linux installation without having to wipe out your system. That's if you useful. Will. Definitely useful. Uh, I've used it on, uh, on servers uh, where you know, we want to move things onto a logical volume so that we can back them up. Virtual machines are the prime example. Right. MySQL databases, prime example, because you don't have to shut things down in order to do, to do the backups. So I know that it's a lot of geekery, a lot of crazy, ridiculous stuff to follow. But the key point here with LVM is, you know what? You're installing your Linux operating system. It asks you, do you want to set up LVM? Just say yes. You might as well say yes, because you know what? It's not going to make any difference to you if you don't use it. However, if you ever decide that you do want snapshots or the ability to add more hard drive space easily without having to move files around from system to system to different disks and create mount points and mount those disks and hope that they all work. If you want, you know, if you ever get to that point, if you've already got LVM set up, you're already pre-configured. Right. So it makes things a lot simpler. In a case where you've got a pre-built system, and we're going to see this next week because now we have a system that Basically, it's LVM, but there's no space left on the device. So we need to resize one of the partitions in order to give us space for other LVM volume, uh, logical volumes. Right. And Kelsey's sitting there going, who's Zach Morris? (laughs) Exactly. A little bit. (laughs) Exactly. So on a server... It works great on your desktop. It works fantastically well. And on your laptop, same deal. You might as well just uh, install with LVM. All uh, right, Kelsey? We, yes, we have a question Fantastic. in the chat room. Um, with the old method, once I am done adding the new hard drive, formatting, and copying all my home folders onto it, how do I tell Linux that Linux that my now <laughs> home... <laughs> Linux! Uh. Zach Morris! Uh. <laughs> That my now home partition or folder will be DevSD. Okay, so we're looking at doing this. So we're looking at LVMs tonight and over the next couple of weeks. But you're talking about the old style way of doing things. Moving your home folder onto new media because your home folder is full. And then reconfiguring your system to use the new hard drive as your home folder. Well... I am not going to answer that for you tonight because I got something way better for you, especially considering it is three minutes until the end of the hour. I'm going to do a quick little search here. Um, easy way to find stuff. You know what? Our search is kind of lacking right now on uh, on our website, but that's going to be changing. Just head over to Google and type. Uh, this is what we want to do. Move home folder Linux site colon category 5.tv. Episode 337, move your Linux home folder to another drive and why you'd want to do that. Okay, so we've already covered it. It's probably one of our more popular Linux geekery features because it was very, very thorough and explains everything. So if you want to move your home folder onto another drive to free up space and and reconfigure things, follow that tutorial. It's verbose, and it tells you everything you need to know. And, of course, if you have questions, comment uh, in the comments below that video uh, with regards to that. Or if you have any questions regarding LVM or anything that we're going to be covering over the next couple of weeks, just comment below. Please like this video and subscribe and, uh, you know, stuff don't miss next week's show no that'd be that's when we get into the fun stuff this is like the this is the you know how everything is you gotta you gotta practice 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 before you can put on the play right that's true so this is this is the practice folks this is the grueling work that we gotta do in order to get to the point where we are running the most brilliant backups of a running system there you have it jeff weston in 3d hey buddy you're in 3D. Fun times. Makes sense week. for a tech show. That's true. Yeah. You know, we should just we should just upgrade all the cameras to 3D. 
You should. There you go. Yep. It'd look amazing. But then put on your glasses, see how folks. Freakishly large my nose is. And is how that true? Freak, freakishly bald your head is. They can already see that, Kelsey. <laughs> they can we just, already we just turn see up the that. Lights. There would still be glare coming off my head somehow. Somehow. No matter what you did. <laughs> Can't believe that the hour is gone, folks. It always flies right by. Always flies right by. But uh, again, don't miss next week's show. We're going to have a lot of fun with you uh, as we learn about volume group backups, snapshots, all that kind of fun stuff. And we always throw something exciting your way as well. Because it wouldn't be Category 5 it's definitely true. Post your questions uh, in the comments below or send us an email live at category5.tv. In the meantime, have a fantastic week. Thanks for being here, everybody. See ya. See ya.